Chapter Four of Studies in the Psychology of Sex, Volume Two. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Studies in the Psychology of Sex, Volume Two by Havelock Ellis. Chapter Four: Sexual Inversion in Women, Part Four. History Thirty Four. Miss S. H. Thirty Eight living in a city of the united states a businesswoman of fine intelligence prominent in professional and literary circles her general health is good but she belongs to a family in which there is a marked neuropathic element she is of rather phlegmatic temperament well poised always perfectly calm and self-possessed rather retiring in disposition with gentle dignified bearing she says she cannot care for men but that all her life has been glorified and made beautiful by friendship with women whom she loves as a man loves women her character is however well disciplined and her friends are not aware of the nature of her affections she tries not to give all her love to one person and endeavours as she herself expressed it to use this gift of loving as a stepping-stone to high mental and spiritual attainments she is described by one who has known her for several years as having a high nature and instincts unerringly toward high things history thirty five miss b artist of german ancestry on the paternal side among her brothers and sisters one is of neurotic temperament and another is inverted she is herself healthy she has no repugnance to men and would even like to try marriage if the union were not permanent but she has seldom felt any sexual attraction to a man in one exceptional instance early in life realizing that she was not adapted for heterosexual relationships she broke off the engagement she had formed much later in life she formed a more permanent relationship with a man of congenial tastes she is attracted to women of various kinds though she recognizes that there are some women to whom only men are attracted many years since she had a friend to whom she was very strongly attached but the physical manifestations do not appear to have become pronounced after that her thoughts were much occupied by several women to whom she made advances which were not encouraged to pass beyond ordinary friendship in one case however she formed an intimate relationship with a girl somewhat younger than herself and a very feminine personality who accepted miss b s ardent love with pleasure but in a passive manner and did not consider that the relationship would stand in the way of her marrying though she would on no account tell her husband the relationship for the first time aroused miss b s latent sexual emotions she found sexual satisfaction in kissing and embracing her friend's body but there appeared to be no orgasm the relationship made a considerable change in her and rendered her radiant and happy in her behaviour toward men miss b reveals no sexual shyness men are not usually attracted to her there is nothing striking in her appearance her person and manners though careless are not conspicuously manlike she is fond of exercise and smokes a good deal history thirty six miss h age thirty among her paternal relatives there is a tendency to eccentricity and to nervous disease her grandfather drank her father was eccentric and hypochondriacal and suffered from obsessions her mother and mother's relatives are entirely healthy and normal in disposition at the age of four she liked to see the nates of a little girl who lived near 
when she was about six the nursemaid sitting in the fields used to play with her own parts and told her to do likewise saying it would make a baby come she occasionally touched herself in consequence but without producing any effect of any kind when she was about eight she used to see various nursemaids uncover the children's sexual parts and show them to each other she used to think about this when alone and also about whipping she never cared to play with dolls and in her games always took the part of a man her first rudimentary sex feelings appeared at the age of eight or nine and were associated with dreams of whipping and being whipped which were most vivid between the ages of eleven and fourteen when they died away on the appearance of affection for girls she menstruated at twelve her earliest affection at the age of thirteen was for a schoolfellow a graceful coquettish girl with long golden hair and blue eyes her affection displayed itself in performing all sorts of small services for this girl in constantly thinking about her and in feeling deliciously grateful for the smallest return at the age of fourteen she had a similar passion for a girl cousin she used to look forward with ecstasy to her visits and especially to the rare occasions when the cousin slept with her her excitement was then so great that she could not sleep but there was no conscious sexual excitement at the age of fifteen or sixteen she fell in love with another cousin her experiences with this girl were full of delicious sensations if the cousin only touched her neck a thrill went through her body which she now regards as sexual again at seventeen she had an overwhelming passionate fascination for a schoolfellow a pretty commonplace girl who she idealized and etherealized to an extravagant extent this passion was so violent that her health was to some extent impaired but it was purely unselfish and there was nothing sexual in it on leaving school at the age of nineteen she met a girl of about the same age as herself very womanly but not much attracted to men this girl became very much attached to her and sought to gain her love after some time miss h was attracted by this love partly from the sense of power it gave her and an intimate relation grew up this relation became vaguely physical miss h taking the initiative but her friend desiring such relations and taking extreme pleasure in them they used to touch and kiss each other tenderly especially on the mont veneris with equal ardour they each experienced a strong pleasurable feeling in doing this and sexual erethism but no orgasm and it does not appear that this ever occurred their general behaviour to each other was that of lovers but they endeavoured as far as possible to hide this fact from the world this relation lasted for several years and would have continued had not miss h s friend from religious and moral scruples put an end to the physical relationship miss h had been very well and happy during this relationship the interference with it seems to have exerted a disturbing influence and also to have aroused her sexual desires though she was still scarcely conscious of their real nature soon afterward another girl of exceedingly voluptuous type made love to miss h to which the latter yielded giving way to her feelings as well as to her love of domination she was afterward ashamed of this episode though the physical element in it had remained vague and indefinite her remorse was so great that when her friend repenting her scruples implored her to let their relationship be on the same footing as of old miss h in her return resisted every effort to restore the physical relation she kept to this resolution for some years and sought to divert her thoughts into intellectual channels when she again formed an intimate relationship it was with a congenial friend and lasted for several years she has never masturbated 
occasionally but very rarely she has had dreams of riding accompanied by pleasurable sexual emotions she cannot recall any actual experience to suggest this though fond of riding she has never had any kind of sexual dreams about a man of late years she has occasionally had erotic dreams about women her feeling toward men is friendly but she has never had sexual attraction toward a man she likes them as good comrades as men like each other she enjoys the society of men on account of their intellectual attraction she is herself very active in social and intellectual work her feeling toward marriage has always been one of repugnance she can however imagine a man whom she could love or marry she is attracted to womanly women sincere reserved pure but courageous in character she is not attracted to intellectual women but at the same time cannot endure silly women the physical qualities that attract her most are not so much beauty of face as a graceful but not too slender body with beautiful curves the women she is drawn to are usually somewhat younger than herself women are much attracted to her and without any effort on her part she likes to take the active part and protecting role with them she is herself energetic in character and with a somewhat neurotic temperament she finds sexual satisfaction in tenderly touching caressing and kissing the loved one's body there is no cunnilinctus which she regards with abhorrence she feels more tenderness than passion there is a high degree of sexual erotism when kissing but orgasm is rare and is produced by lying on the friend or by the friend lying on her without any special contact she likes being herself kissed but not so much as taking the active part she believes that homosexual love is morally right when it is really part of a person's nature and provided that the nature of homosexual love is always made plain to the object of such affection she does not approve of it as a mere makeshift or expression of sensuality in normal women she has sometimes resisted the sexual expression of her feelings once for years at a time but always in vain the effect on her of loving women is distinctly good she asserts both spiritually and physically while repression leads to morbidity and hysteria she has suffered much from neurasthenia at various periods but under appropriate treatment it has slowly diminished the inverted instinct is too deeply rooted to eradicate but it is well under control history thirty seven miss m the daughter of english parents both musicians who were both of what is described as intense temperament and there is a neurotic element in the family though no history of insanity or alcoholism and she is herself free from nervous disease at birth she was very small in a portrait taken at the age of four the nose mouth and ears are abnormally large and she wears a little boy's hat as a child she did not care for dolls or for pretty clothes and often wondered why other children found so much pleasure in them as far back as my memory goes she writes i cannot recall a time when i was not different from other children i felt bored when other little girls came to play with me though i was never rough or boisterous in my sports sewing was distasteful to her still she cared little more for the pastimes of boys and found her favourite amusement in reading especially adventures and fairy tales she was always quiet timid and self-conscious the instinct first made its appearance in the latter part of her eighth or the first part of her ninth year she was strongly attracted by the face of a teacher who used to appear at a side window on the second floor of the school building and ring a bell to summon the children to their classes the teacher's face seemed very beautiful but sad and she thought about her continually though not coming in personal contact with her 
a year later this teacher was married and left the school and the impression gradually faded away there was no consciousness of sex at this time she wrote no knowledge of sexual matters or practices and the feelings evoked were feelings of pity and compassion and tenderness for a person who seemed to be very sad and very much depressed it is this quality or combination of qualities which has always made the appeal in my own case i may go on for years in comparative peace when something may happen in spite of my busy practical life to call it all out the next feelings were experienced when she was about eleven years of age a young lady came to visit a next-door neighbour and made so profound an impression on the child that she was ridiculed by her playmates for preferring to sit in a dark corner on the lawn where she might watch this young lady rather than to play games being a sensitive child after this experience she was careful not to reveal her feelings to any one she felt instinctively that in these she was different from others her sense of beauty developed early but there was always an indefinable feeling of melancholy associated with it the twilight a dark night when the stars shone brightly this had a very depressing effect upon her but possessed a strong attraction nevertheless and pictures appealed to her at the age of twelve she fell in love with a schoolmate two years older than herself who was absorbed in the boys and never suspected this affection she wept bitterly because they could not be confirmed at the same time but feared to appear undignified and sentimental by revealing her feelings the face of this friend reminded her of one of dolce's madonnas which she loved later on at the age of sixteen she loved another friend very dearly and devoted herself to her care there was a tinge of masculinity among the women of this friend's family but it is not clear if she can be termed inverted this was the happiest period of miss m s life upon the death of this friend who had long been in ill health eight years afterward she resolved never to let her heart go out to anyone again specific physical gratification plays no part in these relationships the physical sexual feelings began to assert themselves at puberty but not in association with her ideal emotions in that connection she writes i would have considered such things a sacrilege i fought them and in a measure successfully the practice of self-indulgence which might have become a daily habit was only occasional her image evoked at such times drove away such feelings for which i felt a repugnance much preferring the romantic ideal feelings in this way quite unconscious of the fact that i was at all different from any other person i contrived to train myself to suppress or at least to dominate my physical sensations when they arose that is the reason why friendship and love have always seemed such holy and beautiful things to me i have never connected the two sets of feelings i think i am as strongly sexed as any one but i am unable to hold a friend in my arms and experience deep comfort and peace without having even a hint of physical sexual feeling sexual expression may be quite necessary at certain times and right under certain conditions but i am convinced that free expression of affection along sentimental channels will do much to minimize the necessity for it along specifically sexual channels i have gone three months without the physical outlet the only time i was ever on the verge of nervous prostration was after having suppressed the instinct for ten months the other feelings which i do not consider as sexual feelings at all so fill my life in every department love literature poetry music professional and philanthropic activities that i am able to let the physical take care of itself when the physical sensations come it is usually when i am not thinking of a loved one at all 
i could dissipate them by raising my thought to that spiritual friendship i do not know if this was right and wise i know it is what occurred it seems a good thing to practise some sort of inhibition of the centres and acquire this kind of domination one bad result however was that i suffered much at times from the physical sensations and felt horribly depressed and wretched whenever they seemed to get the better of me i have been able she writes successfully to master the desire for a more perfect and complete expression of my feelings and i have done so without serious detriment to my health i love few people she writes again but in these instances when i have permitted my heart to go out to a friend i have always experienced most exalted feelings and have been made better by them morally mentally and spiritually love is with me a religion with regard to her attitude toward the other sex she writes i have never felt a dislike for men but have good comrades among them during my childhood i associated with both girls and boys enjoying them all but wondering why the girls cared to flirt with boys later in life i have had other friendships with men some of whom cared for me much to my regret for naturally i do not care to marry she is a musician and herself attributes her nature in part to artistic temperament she is of good intelligence and shows remarkable talent for various branches of physical science she is about five feet four inches in height and her features are rather large the pelvic measurements are normal and the external sexual organs are fairly normal in most respects though somewhat small at a period ten years subsequent to the date of this history further examination under anaesthetics by a gynaecologist showed no traces of ovary on one side the general conformation of the body is feminine but with arms palms up extended in front of her with inner sides of hands touching she cannot bring the inner sides of forearms together as nearly every woman can showing that the feminine angle of arm is lost she is left-handed and shows a better development throughout on the left side she is quiet and dignified but has many boyish tricks of manner and speech which seem to be instinctive she tries to watch herself continually however in order to avoid them affecting feminine ways and feminine interests but always being conscious of an effort in so doing miss m can see nothing wrong in her feelings and until at the age of twenty-eight she came across the translation of kraft ebbing's book she had no idea that feelings like mine were under the ban of society as he puts it or were considered unnatural and depraved she would like to help to bring light on the subject and to lift the shadow from other lives i emphatically protest she says against the uselessness and the inhumanity of attempts to cure inverts i am quite sure they have perfect right to live in freedom and happiness as long as they live unselfish lives one must bear in mind that it is the soul that needs to be satisfied and not merely the senses history thirty eight miss v age thirty five throughout early life up to adult age she was a mystery to herself and morbidly conscious of some fundamental difference between herself and other people there was no one she could speak to about this peculiarity in the effort to conquer it or to ignore it she became a hard student and has attained success in the profession she adopted a few years ago she came across a book on sexual inversion which proved to be a complete revelation to her of her own nature and by showing her that she was not an anomaly to be regarded with repulsion brought her comfort and peace 
she is willing that her experiences should be published for the sake of other women who may be suffering as in the past she has suffered i am a teacher in a college for women i am thirty-four years old and of medium size up to the age of thirty i looked much younger and since older than my age until twenty-one i had a strikingly childlike appearance my physique has nothing masculine in it that i am aware of but i am conscious that my walk is mannish and i have very frequently been told that i do things such as sewing just like a man my voice is quite low but not coarse i dislike household work but i am fond of sports gardening and so on when so young that i cannot remember it i learned to whistle a practice at which i am still expert when a younger i learned to smoke and should still enjoy it several men have been good friends of mine but very few suitors i scarcely ever feel at ease with a man but women i understand and can nearly always make my friends i am of scotch-irish descent my father's family were respectable prosperous religious people my mother's family only semi-respectable hard livers shrewd but not intelligent industrious and money-getting but fond of drinking and carousing there were many illegitimates among them both grandmothers though of little education were unusual women of my four maternal uncles three drank heavily when forty-three my mother gave birth to me the youngest of eight children of those who grew to adult years two seem quite normal sexually one is exceedingly erratic entirely unprincipled has been a thief and a forger is a probable bigamist and has betrayed several respectable women aside from his having inordinate desire i know of no sexual abnormality another brother married and a father as a boy was much given to infatuations for men i fancy this never went beyond infatuation and of late years has not been noticeable a third brother single though much courted by women on account of his good looks and personal charm is wholly unresponsive has no gallantry nor was ever to my knowledge a suitor he is however fond of the society of women especially those older than he he has a somewhat effeminate voice and walk though he has begun of late years to smoke and drink a little these habits sit rather oddly upon him when a child one of his favourite make-believe games was to pretend that he was a famous woman singer at school he was always found hanging around the older girls as a child i loved to stay in the fields refused to wear a sunbonnet used to pretend i was a boy climbed trees and played ball i liked to play with dolls but i did not fondle them or even make them dresses when my hair was clipped i was delighted and made everyone call me john i used to like to wear a man's broad-brimmed hat and make corn-cob pipes i was very fond of my father and tried to imitate him as much as possible where animals were concerned i was entirely fearless i think i was not a sexually precocious child though i seemed to have always known in a dim way that there were two sexes very early i had a sense of shame at having my body exposed i remember on one occasion i could not be persuaded to undress before a young girl visitor at that time i must have been about three when i was four a neighbour who had often petted me took me on his lap and clasped my hands around his penis though he was interrupted in a moment this made a lasting impression on me i had no physical sensation nor did i have any conception of the significance of the act yet i had a slight feeling of repulsion and i must have dimly felt that it was wrong for i did not tell my mother i was not accustomed to confide in her for though truthful i was secretive 
at the age of five i commenced to attend a district school i remember that on my first day i was greatly attracted by a little girl who wore a bright red dress my first definite knowledge of sex came in this way i was attending sabbath school and had become ambitious to read the bible through i had gotten as far as the account of the birth of esau and jacob which aroused my curiosity so i asked my mother the meaning of some word in the passage she seemed embarrassed and evaded my question this attitude stimulated my curiosity further and i re-read the chapter until i understood it pretty well later i was further enlightened by girl playmates i fancy i enjoyed listening to their talk and repeating what i knew on account of the mystery and secrecy with which sex subjects are surrounded rather than any sensual delight i cannot recall any act of mine growing directly from sexual feeling until i was ten years old several other little girls and myself two or three times exposed private parts of our bodies to each other in one instance at least i was the instigator this act gave me some pleasure though no distinct physical sensation one incident i recall that happened when i was about ten a girl cousin and myself had been playing house together i do not recall what immediately led to it but we began to address each other as boys and try to urinate through long tubes of some sort i also recall feeling a vague interest in this process in animals and observing them closely in the act from this time until i was about fourteen i grew ruder more boisterous and uncontrollable prior to this i had been a quite tractable child when twelve i became interested in a boy in my grade at school and tried to attract him but failed once at a children's party where we were playing kissing games i tried to get him to kiss me but he was unresponsive i do not recall bothering myself about him after that a year later i had a boy chum about whom my schoolmaster teased me i thought this ridiculous at the age of thirteen i menstruated a fact that caused me shame and anger gradually i grew to feel myself peculiar why i cannot explain i did not seem to myself to be like other girls of my acquaintance i adopted as a defence a brusque and defiant air i spent a good deal of time playing alone in our backyard where i made a pair of stilts practised rope-walking and such things at school i felt i was not liked by the nicer girls and began to associate with girls whom i now believe were immoral but whom i then supposed did nothing worse than talk in an obscene manner i copied their conversation and grew more reckless and uncontrollable the principal of the high school i was attending i learned afterward said i was the hardest pupil to control she had ever had about this time i read a book where a girl was represented as saying she had a boy's soul in a girl's body the applicability of this to myself struck me at once and i read the sentence to my mother who disgusted me by appearing shocked during this period i began to fall in love a practice which clung to me until i was nearly thirty years old i recall various older women with whom i became much enamoured and one man of this there was only one with whom i became acquainted well enough to show any affection another was a teacher and another was a young married woman at whom i used to gaze ardently during an entire church service toward all my women teachers i had a somewhat sentimental attitude they stimulated me while the men gave me a wholly impersonal feeling this abnormal sentimentality may have been caused or at least was increased by the reading of novels some of a highly voluptuous nature i began to read novels at seven and from eleven to fourteen i absorbed a great many undesirable ones this led to my picturing my future with a lover 
fancying myself in romantic scenes and being caressed and embraced i had always supposed i should marry when about five i decided that when i grew up i would marry a certain young man who used to come to our house several years later he married to my real disappointment i had no affection for him but merely thought he would make a desirable husband during my unhappy adolescence i heard that a former playmate was going to visit at my home i began to look forward to the visit with much eagerness and at her arrival was much excited i wished to stay alone with her and to caress her and when we slept together i pressed my bed against her in a sensual manner which act she permitted but without passion i was greatly excited and could scarcely sleep this was the first time i had acted in such a way and after she left i felt shame and dislike for her at future meetings there was never the least sensuality we never refer to the first visit and are still friends though not intimate a diary which i kept during my fourteenth and fifteenth years is filled with romantic sentiments and endearing terms applied successively to three girls of my own age i had but a speaking acquaintance with them but i was strongly infatuated with all one boy was also the object of adoration during my thirteenth year i became for a time very religious and devoted to religious exercises this passed and by my fourteenth year i had become heretical but was still keenly sensitive to religious influences when barely sixteen i slept one night with a woman of low morals she acted toward me in a sensual manner and aroused my sexual feelings i felt at the time that this was a sin but i was carried away by passion afterward i hated this woman and despised myself i then went away to a co-educational boarding-school here for the first time i became happy a girl of my own age of fine character and noticeable refinement fell in love with me and caused me to reciprocate on retrospection i believe this to have been a genuine and beautiful love on both sides after a few months however our relation at my initiative and against my friend's will became a physical one we expressed our affection by mutual caresses close embraces and lying on each other's bodies i sometimes touched her sexual organs sensually all this contact gave me exquisite thrills after three years we had a misunderstanding and separated i was greatly grieved and troubled for many years and came to regret greatly the physical relationship that had existed between us my friend at length fell in love and married i had several other slighter infatuations for women was courted by several men to whom i remained cold and bored except in one instance where i was somewhat touched and finally found elastic friendship with a woman who had fallen deeply in love with me in her school days and had never been able to care for anyone else she is a woman of considerable literary talent and of good general ability and high ideals she is usually much liked by men her love for me is the most real thing in the world for me and seems the most permanent at first my feeling for her was almost purely physical although there were no sexual relations i hated this feeling and have succeeded in overcoming it pretty largely at times after long separations we have embraced with great passion at least on my part this has always had a bad physical effect on me at present however it very rarely occurs we both consider sexual feelings degrading and deleterious of real love whether at any time we have had complete physical satisfaction or gratification i hardly know i have experienced very keen physical pleasure mingled with what i took to be great mental exaltation and quickening of the emotions this condition was brought about by close contact with the body of my friend usually by lying upon it 
but if by gratification it is meant that desire having been completely satisfied ceases temporarily i think i have never had that experience if i did it was when i was about eighteen when i lived with a girlfriend in intimate relations of late years at any rate it has never happened to me and an embrace however close always leaves me with a desire for a closer union both physical and spiritual so a few years since i came to the conclusion that it was impossible to obtain physical satisfaction through the woman i loved i came to this conclusion because of the bad physical effects of contact my sexual organs became highly sensitive and inflamed and i suffered pain from the inflammation and resulting leucoria should i allow myself to indulge in caresses this condition would return my friend fortunately though very affectionate and demonstrative toward me has very little sexual passion the idea that our relationship is based upon it is very repugnant to her i was at one time a few years since much discouraged and almost hopeless of being able to overcome my appetite and i decided that we could not associate unless i succeeded at present with help i have very largely succeeded in living with my friend on a basis of normal though affectionate and tender companionship i have been helped more and have learned more through this companionship than through anything else the keen pleasure that i have felt when in responsive contact i never experienced in masturbation so far as i remember it never took place till i was well along in my teens and was never an habitual practice except the first summer i was separated from a school friend whom i loved thoughts of her aroused feelings which i attempted to satisfy in this way but the entire sensuality of the act soon led me to refrain and to see that that was not what i wanted a peculiar incident that might have some significance occurred to me about five years ago i was sitting in a small room where a seminar was being conducted the leader of the discussion was a man about fifty whom i looked up to on account of his attainments and respected as a man though i knew him socially very slightly i had lost a night's sleep from toothache and was feeling nervous i was giving my entire attention to the subject in hand when suddenly i felt a very strong physical compulsion toward that man i did not know what i was going to do but i felt on the point of losing all control of myself i was afraid to leave for fear the slightest movement would throw me into a panic the attraction was entirely physical and like nothing i had felt before and i had a strange feeling that its cause was in the man himself that he was willing it i was like a spectator it was some moments before the assemblage broke up when my possession completely disappeared and never recurred regarding dreams i will say that not until the past year or two have i been conscious of having clear-cut dreams with definite happenings they seemed usually to leave only vague impressions such as a feeling that i had been riding horseback or trying to perform some hard task sexual dreams i do not recall having had for several years except that occasionally i am awakened by a feeling of uncomfortable sexual desire which seems usually caused by a need to urinate between the ages of seventeen and twenty-two approximately i frequently perhaps several times a month would have vague sexual dreams these always i think occurred when i happened to be sleeping with someone whom in my dream i would mistake for my intimate friend and would awaken myself by embracing my bedfellow with sometimes a slight sometimes considerable degree of passion i have finally arrived at some understanding of my own temperament and am no longer miserable and melancholy I regret that I am not a man because I could then have a home and children. End of chapter four, part four.